This is the Momentum Podcast. This episode of the Momentum Podcast is for visionaries, the people that love them, and the people that work with them. And I'm saying this kind of in jest, but not really. If you're a visionary, this episode is about one of the most common visionary issues that causes us to experience a lack of joy, causes us to experience frustration, resentment, and kind of creates a lot of constraint for us as visionaries. I'm excited to share this with you because if you understand this issue and how it creates constraint, you can avoid this issue and create massive momentum for yourself as a visionary. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. I titled this podcast No Visionary Joy because this week I had one of the visionaries, a partner in one of the companies that we work with, reach out to me. And he had what seemed like a pretty simple issue and uh, wanted some help understanding where it was coming from. He is in a business where right now he's feeling like they're kind of overwhelmed. He's not feeling a lot of joy. He's feeling a lot of frustration. He's feeling like things aren't happening like he wants them to. And his main concern was just that he's frustrated and he's not feeling like he's in momentum. He's not feeling like he's excited. And so I asked him a few questions and had him get back to me. And I discovered, or I think I discovered, discovered, my hypothesis is he is experiencing a lack of joy and a ton of frustration and quite a bit of resentment due to a very common visionary issue. The issue is that as visionaries, we try to do too much all at once and right away. And let me explain what I mean by that. As visionaries, we see the future so bright and so compelling and so exciting that it looks like it's just right around the corner and we want to get there as fast as we can. You know, we are that small percentage of the population. You've heard me say this. That small percentage of the population goes into the future, creates a new reality, comes back to the present and demands it becomes real. And if that future is compelling and exciting and we are driven by it. We want to get there as fast as we possibly can. And one of the common issues, this is a recurring issue, this is a visionary issue that happens all the time over and over again, is that we try to do way too much. And when our member reached out to us, I kind of had some information already from our coaching team that he and his company had planned a ton for this quarter, probably about one and a half times, maybe two times what we would recommend a team plans. And so here's the progression of what happens. As visionaries, 
we want everything to be done all at once and right away. So we plan and we put together way too much for our team to do. We have expectations that they're going to do more than they can and really that they're going to do more than they could well. And then what happens is the team can't do it all. We get pulled back in. We're paying our team members. We have this organization around us. And then we are now back involved on a day-to-day basis. And what happens is we feel resentment. We feel frustration. We feel like, hey, if I have this whole team around us, around me, they should be able to get everything done and I shouldn't be able or shouldn't be having to do it. And that constant pulling back in, death of a thousand paper cuts is what it feels like, constant questions and interruptions, like how do we get this done, where do we go? When a team is overloaded, universally, they will overload the visionary. And this is one of those things that's hard to see when you're in the visionary seat, because here's what it feels like. And I just want you to know what it feels like for us as visionary. It feels like we want to get a lot done. And it feels like we get together with our team. And it feels like we have discussions and they're bought in and they're excited about it. And we put these projects on on a plan or we commit to projects. We commit to what we're going to do. And then we go off to do it and we can't get uninvolved. And this happens universally when the team has too much to do. And what I've seen over and over again, and this is after decades of working with small businesses, owning small businesses, heck, I make this mistake myself. I'll be very transparent and candid with you. This is something that happens to me. We're in planning with our team. I see the future so bright. I want us to get there tomorrow, not next week, not three weeks, not six weeks, not 12 months from now. And so I put everything that I possibly can into a plan so that we're going to execute everything all at once and right away. And the same thing happens to me. My team goes and tries to do it. We're overloaded. I get pulled back in. I hear about problems. I hear about issues. I hear about projects are going to be late or I'm surprised by projects being late. And when I do a postmortem and I step back and I step away from the frustration and I look at it, here's what I discover almost every time I have this feeling is that I have overridden my team or I have over-encouraged my team and we are trying to do way too much. See, when a team's overburdened and when they're doing too much, every day feels like a panic. Every day feels like they're going to lose. Every day feels like they're showing up and they're not getting ahead, but they're going more behind. And when a team starts to go behind, when a team starts to feel like they're doing what they can and they just can't make it happen, when the team starts to feel like what they're trying to do is just undoable, you lose leverage with your team and your team is less engaged and your team takes less initiative and your team kind of starts to pull back because they're thinking, we're not going to make this happen. This isn't going to work. There's going to be issues. There's going to be challenges. And your team takes a defensive posture because they know they're not going to succeed. And when a team is in a defensive posture, they do less, they show up less, they risk less, they have a harder time getting things done and getting things to happen. And so as visionaries or as a visionary, or if you know a visionary or work with a visionary, if you're an operator for a visionary and that visionary is frustrated, one of the questions to ask is simple. Are we trying to do too much? Have we laid out more than what we are capable of doing this quarter because that might create a tremendous amount of challenge with the team? And if we're trying to do more than we can do this quarter, we know that it's going to overburden everybody. But what we don't really see in the moment and we don't feel until later is that the person who's going to feel a tremendous amount of the burden and a tremendous amount of the frustration and resentment is us as the visionary. 
See, it takes a lot of planning cycles. It takes a lot of execution cycles to realize that when we create realistic outcomes for our team, and I know so many people in the entrepreneurial spaces say things like realistic is what would have happened anyway, or, you know, realistic is a cop out or realistic isn't what we want to achieve. And so many people encourage people to set bigger goals, bigger outcomes, big, hairy, audacious goals. You know, what are you dreaming for? What are you reaching for? But the challenge is when you have a team, what we actually want is for them to predictably be able to get everything done. We want them to successfully be able to get everything done. We want them to be able to get everything done at a very high level of quality and a high level of output. And when that happens, we as visionaries feel fulfilled. We actually feel calmed. We feel grounded. We feel like we're in momentum. We feel completely excited and We feel like we are accomplishing what we need to accomplish. And as visionaries, this is crucial because if we constantly feel like we're not doing enough, if we constantly feel like our team's not doing enough, if we constantly feel like not enough is happening, that creates massive constraint for us. And so this is all a matter of adjusting expectations and creating expectations that are realistic so that we can put our team not in a posture of defensiveness, not in a posture of overwhelm, not in a posture of giving up because they feel like not everything's going to get done. Instead, when we create realistic outcomes and we create consensus with our team and they're excited about what they're doing, we put our team in a posture of winning. We put our team in a posture of achieving. We put our team in a posture of making things happen. And when they start seeing that they are winning and achieving and making things happen, you know what happens? Your team will do even more. They'll do it better. They'll feel like they have leverage. They'll feel like they're winning. They'll feel like they're going in the right direction. They'll feel like they're succeeding. And that is what we want our team to do. And in the entrepreneurial world today, unfortunately, far too many coaches and thought leaders and influencers talk about how as entrepreneurs, we need to pile on more. We need to do more. We need to put more on the plan. We need to put more on our team. We need to continue to just do more, 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 more. And here's what I know about those coaches, those influencers, those people that are saying that they haven't been through enough execution cycles to know just how destructive that is to a team. Because here's what happens. When we put our team in a posture of losing, they get used to it. When we put our team in a posture of losing, they learn how to lose gracefully. When our team learns how to lose gracefully, they start feeling like the goals and the outcomes and the plan and what you have committed to really isn't real. It's kind of real. We kind of want to do it. We're aiming at it, but we know we're not going to actually be able to do it. So what can we get done? How much of this can we salvage? How much of this can I actually do? That's how the team starts thinking about execution when there's way too much. And then as a result, as visionaries, we look at what we planned on doing, we look at what we actually got out of it, and the fact that we were pulled in and had to answer questions and be involved and get more involved than we thought we were going to, we're already feeling resentment, and now not everything got done, it makes us feel even more resentment, and it can really slow us down, challenge our relationship with our team, And if you have A players, especially A players that are true believers in you and your company and what you're doing, they can't stand this. A players actually look at this situation as offensive because they believe in the mission. They believe in what you're doing. They believe that they should be winning. They they believe that they should actually be making things happen for the greater good of what you're doing as a company. And so when you overwhelm a team... You put a team in a posture of losing and you challenge A players oftentimes to the point 
that they'll leave. They won't put up with being in a position to lose. If you've listened to my podcast, you've heard me say this before. The people that work with you get validation and confirmation of their success in life more from work than anywhere else for the most part. I can't say that about everybody, but if you think about how much time people spend working with you, let's just say they're spending 35 to 45 hours a week, maybe more. They're not spending that type of time on anything else other than maybe sleeping, but they're not spending their waking time on anything else where they get accolade and feedback and validation of who they are as people. And so this is a hard message to see. This is a hard process to see. This is a hard reality to see that as visionaries, when we pull back and we put less on the plan, we put less burden on our team, we create realistic outcomes, here's what happens. A players perform at the very highest level. The rest of our team gets excited about what they're doing and they do even more. The team is more committed to our outcomes because they can see that we're actually getting things done and we're going to be successful. And then what happens is you can come back on the next plan and the team's actually capable of doing more. They're not deleveraged. They're not pulling back. They're not feeling like they're losing. So they're actually capable of doing more. And then you give them more realistic outcomes And then what happens is the next time you plan, they're capable of doing even more. And then you keep building this capacity with your team. And here's something that we always have to remember as visionaries. This is important. If we have an execution period, if we're running for a quarter and we plan and we do something that's realistic and we put, you know, less projects on the board and we make less commitments with the team and you finish everything, here's the magic. You can always pull more on. If you ever undershoot, you can always pull more into the quarter. You can always start a project mid-quarter. You can always bring something in that you were planning on doing that didn't make the cut. It's so much better to do it this way than the opposite, which is piling on so much for your team and then having projects that don't get finished and teaching your team how to lose gracefully. If you want to experience joy and commitment and connection and excitement and momentum as a visionary, once you have a team, Start setting realistic outcomes and you will have joy. You will be excited. Your team will start winning. They'll be in a posture of winning. They will actually be able to do more. And over time, you will build the habit of getting more done. This isn't easy to see the first time you do it. But if you allow this to happen once and you really observe how much is getting done, you'll see that your team gets more done. And then you do it again and again. You'll start moving your team in the direction of winning. You'll start moving your team in the direction of higher engagement. And you'll start moving your team in the direction of massive momentum. I know this. I don't just believe this. I know this because I've worked with hundreds of companies to go through the process of setting realistic outcomes, crushing them, and exploding with growth. When I say realistic, oftentimes people think, oh, that means slow. That means it's not going to go as fast. That means it's not going to grow like we want it to. Guys, just so that you know, I've worked with so many companies in the past six or seven years that have gone from single figure, seven figure companies like one or two million like Daniel Rosen, who went to 30 million in a three or four year period, or Rachel Rogers, who came in at 2 million and went to 13 or 14 million in three or four years, or Alex and Layla Hormozzi, who started between one and 2 million and went to up to a 45 million in three or four years. By setting realistic, predictable outcomes, your company can grow way faster than by setting unrealistic outcomes and consistently falling short. This is the path to visionary momentum, 
This is the path to visionary gratitude, and this is the path to visionary joy. This will change everything for you. If you're running a company and you are growing it with a team, one of the most important things you can do is consistently analyze the business every quarter to understand exactly what projects you should execute. Unfortunately, so often, visionaries make decisions based on what somebody else is doing, based on what we saw at a conference, based on what we saw in an ad, based on what we saw in a YouTube video. Believe me, I've been guilty of all of those. If you go to predictablebusinesssystems.com, you can download our five core functions analysis. This is our most stolen content. So many people out there are now using it in their programs, in their products, in their books, in their speeches, because... The five core functions, which we introduced years years ago, is by far the best analysis tool to know which projects you should do each quarter. And then you can use what I've shared in this podcast to make sure that those projects are realistic and they're exactly what the company needs. Go to PredictableBusinessSystems.com, download the five core functions, analyze your business to know what it needs, and then create realistic, predictable outcomes to create massive momentum and massive joy with your team. Thanks for being a listener of this podcast. Once again, the URL I shared is predictablebusinesssystems.com, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode.